The Productive Woman, Episode 368. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk about a few ways you can buy yourself time for the things that matter most to you. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 368. This episode is brought to you by Calm. You know, last night I had a terrible time falling asleep. I was so tired, but I just couldn't shut my mind off long enough to fall asleep. I tried reading myself to sleep, but no luck. I'd actually be dozing off while I was reading, dropping my book on my face. But then as soon as I put it down and laid my head on the pillow, I was wide awake again. Well, finally, I had the good sense to put on my cordless headphones and start up one of Calm's excellent sleep stories. And sure enough, only maybe a few minutes into the story, I was asleep. As a side note, this is the third time I have tried to listen to that particular sleep story, which is read by one of the stars of the popular Netflix series Bridgerton, and I still haven't heard the end of it. I don't know why I waited so long last night to turn to Calm because it has never yet failed me. And that's why I'm so happy to partner with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to help offer you the tools that can help improve the way you sleep and the way you feel. I talk about the sleep stories, but there's much more to Calm than that. You can clear your head with guided daily meditations, for example, or improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks playing while you work. If you go to calm.com slash TPW, you can take advantage of a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription. That's the subscription I have that I actually paid for myself. I don't even remember if I got the discount because I think I got it before they started sponsoring uh, the podcast. But that premium subscription includes hundreds of hours of programming with new content added every week. Again, those sleep stories, the curated music tracks to help you focus, the guided daily meditations, and so much more. Over 100 million people around the world, including me, use Calm to help take care of their minds, and you can be one of them. Just go to calm.com slash TPW to learn more and to get that special limited time offer of 40% off the Calm premium subscription. That's calm, C-A-L-M, calm.com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. Sleep more, stress less, and live better with Calm. That's calm.com slash TPW. All right, let's get into our topic. Last month, I think it was episode 364, we talked about tools we can use to boost our productivity without spending much, if any, money. So we talked about, you know, free tools for productivity. And I firmly believe it's not necessary to spend a bunch of money to be productive. 
That being said, though, sometimes it's worth investing a bit of money in tools or services that can help us free up time, energy, or attention for the goals, projects, dreams, and people that mean most to us. And I am going to share a few ways we can spend money to buy ourselves time and to be more productive. I want to give the caveat that I am not suggesting that any of these is necessary in order to be productive. But if you're overloaded and overwhelmed, or if you're looking for a way to carve out time for something that's important to you, one or more of these might be worth investigating. So let's get into them. These are just some things I've thought about for myself personally and ways that maybe you can buy yourself some time to spend on the things that matter most to you. And the first one is a kind of a general category of outsourcing. Uh, Basically, the idea is to pay someone to do routine tasks that need to be done, but don't have to be done by you. There's lots of different categories where this might apply. You can pay someone to do house cleaning. You can pay a lawn service or for meal services. In some areas, you can pay for a laundry service or home repair tasks. So those are things around the house that are routine kinds of things that need to be done, but don't necessarily need your personal touch and might be worth investing money to pay someone else to do those things so you can focus your time, energy, and attention on things that do need your personal effort. Uh, In the office, maybe it's uh, filing tasks or data entry or other kinds of clerical help. Maybe virtual assistance with things like scheduling, booking travel, doing email triage and any number of things. I have a virtual assistant, Lisa, who helps me with show notes for the podcast. And she helps me with some other things. For instance, when I needed uh, some help researching sources for some items I wanted to buy for the podcast community, she did that research for me. And it's money well spent to have her help and her her um, second set of eyes and her just her thinking about some of the things that I, I do with the podcast. I also pay for editing. Well, I actually, I have in the past paid for editing. My husband does the editing now, but, but if you have a podcast or something like that, it may be worth paying someone else to do those tasks. When I first started the Productive Woman podcast, I did it all myself. And I'm glad I did because it was important to learn how to do those things. And I, you know, I learned a lot by doing it myself, but now it makes more sense to pay someone else to do that task. So outsourcing any number of tasks, um, those routine things that need to get done, Uh, that don't need your personal hands-on attention is a great way to buy yourself time for the things that are important to you. A second area where it might be worth spending some money to buy yourself time is in sort of the transportation field. Um, If you spend a lot of time on the road, whether it's a commute or you're traveling to meet with clients or any of those sorts of things, Consider whether you could let someone else do the driving, pay someone to do the driving so you can work while they drive or even take a nap, which, you know, is a a great use of time. So 
I'm thinking of things like a car service, which is uh, something that's often used by executives and professionals in large cities. Rather than driving themselves, they, they hire a car service to get them from point A to point B so they can work whether it's taking calls or, you know, working on their iPad or their computer, you know, their laptop or whatever during the drive. Uh, If you don't have access to a car service, consider Uber or Lyft or even the subway or a bus, any kind of transportation service that allows you to do something else because you're not driving. I think that can be a great investment of your money to buy yourself time to work on things that are important to you. A third category of of things that may be a good investment of money to buy yourself time is quality tools. And I'm thinking of household, office, or otherwise. Working with inadequate or poorly functioning tools can make any task take longer. So I, I don't advocate for indiscriminately, you know, buying tools or trying new tools and stuff and throwing money at a problem. But if it would help to boost your efficiency and your effectiveness at the core functions of your job, whether your job is in a workplace, in your home office, or, you know, running a household, whatever the core functions are, it's worth investing money in the best tools you can afford for those core functions. So for instance, you know, if you're trying to save time in the basic household maintenance and cleaning, having good quality cleaning supplies and tools can make a huge difference. It certainly can make the tasks more pleasant, but you can also be more efficient. They're going to take less time if you're using good quality, the right supplies and tools for that job. If your job involves, you know, office type things, having a good computer, a good printer, a good scanner, any of those sorts of things, it's worth spending money to get quality, good working tools like that uh, to avoid the frustration and the delays that can be caused by a computer that's too slow, a printer that doesn't work right, you know, any of those sorts of things. Similarly, software that automates work processes that are part of your job, whether it's invoicing or accounting or, um, you know, mailing, mail merge types of software, having good quality software that automates those processes so that you don't have to do them manually. I would include in this category, something like text expander, which, you know, in fairness is a longtime sponsor of the podcast. They're not sponsoring this episode, but as you know, that's a piece of software that I use on all my devices because it saves me a huge amount of time. Most of my work, both my legal practice and a lot of the things I do for the productive woman involves working at a computer and working with text, whether it's sending emails, replying to emails, crafting documents, all those sorts of things. And I use Text Expander to save huge amounts of time that I would otherwise spend typing the same things over and over again or copying and pasting and that kind of thing. So a piece of software like that can make a huge difference and is worth the investment of money because of the time that it buys you to to spend on other things that are important to you. Uh, The fourth category, uh, area where it might be worth 
investing money to buy yourself time would be periodic or regular in-person assistance with an area of your life. And this is a little bit different than from the first category where I talked about outsourcing. I'm talking about something like uh, a mother's helper. That's what they used to call it. For for those of you who are full-time homemakers and moms, or if you work from home and you have children in the house, having someone to help on a regular basis to come and do certain things for you can be a huge benefit and buy you a lot of time. Uh, and I, this can be a college student, if you live in a college town, a mature high schooler even, or maybe a retired mom looking to make a little cash. You can hire them to help you out you know, a few hours each day, a few hours a week, depending on what your needs are. They can do things like drop off or pick up your kids from school or from their activities. I I mentioned in uh, an episode a little while ago about when we were talking about uh, adult women going back to school, that my oldest daughter, Rachel, is in college finishing up her degree. She pays a high schooler to bring her two younger girls home from school on the days that she's in class at the time school lets out. So that's a a way that you can pay someone to buy you time in the sense of you you can't be two places at the same time, right? Um, You can hire this person who's, you know, your, your occasional or periodic helper on a regular basis to run errands for you, drop off or pick up dry clothes, cleaning or packages from the, you know, that need to go to the UPS store or something like that. They can come into your home and do things there, maybe fold clothes, maybe make lunch for your kids while you, um, you know, while you're working on something. You know, I've had a couple of different friends who were moms who taught piano lessons as kind of their business, and they would hire someone to come in. And I think this was often like a high schooler or even a middle schooler because they were there in the house to come in and look after the kids and entertain them and keep them safe and content while they were teaching piano lessons. So that's, you know, that's a way that, um, you can buy time by having someone do some of these things so that you can be doing other things that are important to you. But in here, I'm talking about regular in-person assistance. You could do the same thing. Maybe you want to hire someone to come in once or twice a week to do some clerical things for your home office or your, you know, your out of, out of home office to do some things there to help with mailings or any kind of task like that, that someone else could do maybe while you're present, maybe while you're not uh, on a regular basis. Uh, the fifth area that I think is worth considering investing some money, uh, that will, uh, benefit you, your health and both physical and mental, but also can buy you some time might be something like home exercise equipment. If you can discipline yourself to use it without 
you know, going out into a gym, having the equipment at home can allow you to work out at home on your own schedule, moving your body without the commute to and from the gym. I used to go to a gym two or three days a week this a few years ago and worked with a trainer and did things there, but it was a commute there and back and that was extra time. Now I have a, a good quality treadmill in my home and a small set of weights and some things like that. So I can work out when it's convenient for me. I don't have to worry about operating hours of a gym or a trainer and I can get the the workout that I need without having to go anywhere and spending that time in commuting back and forth and all the things that happen there. If you want that extra motivation of someone else to kind of keep you going, you can invest in a digital coaching tool like iFit or Apple has its, um, I think it's called Fitness Plus service that they introduced, I think just this year. Both of them provide a wide variety of types and durations and intensity of workouts with professional coaches. So they have a video component and that will keep you motivated, keep you interested because you're doing different things, keep you challenged without the need to make an appointment on someone else's schedule and, and go somewhere to work with a trainer. On the, on the other hand, I think there are a lot of trainers who will come to your home and uh, work with you. So that's another in the category of, you know, going, the, the one we just talked about of the regular in-person assistance. If you want to work with a personal trainer, but to save time going to a gym, find one, a trainer that'll come to your home and work with the equipment that you have there at home. And the the sixth and I guess last area or category where I think it's worth considering investing some money to buy yourself time is in self-education, uh, t- learning ways to be that will things that will help you be more efficient and more effective. And what this might look like depends on the areas where you need help. So for instance, maybe, you hire a business coach or a life coach to help you get clarity on your goals, uh, business or personal, and develop help you develop a roadmap to accomplishing them. That buys you time by preventing you from spinning your wheels or procrastinating because you don't know where to start or you, you're not clear on what what you want what your goals are and how you want to accomplish them. So spending money, investing money in a coach who can help you in that area. And again, it depends on the area that you need help, whether it's in your business, life in general, life goals, that sort of thing. Hiring a coach can really help you get that clarity you need, help you think through where you want to go and how to get there and develop that roadmap. Or maybe you want to hire a professional organizer to work with you to get your workspace or certain areas of your home in order so that you will lose less time looking for missing items or cleaning or, and maintaining a cluttered space. You can hire someone to just come in and do it for you, but I think here the best investment perhaps is to work with them to learn from them as you're doing the process so that going forward, you can maintain it yourself uh, and, and maybe 
continue to organize other areas. So if you, you know, pick a, a specific area that's slowing you down, costing you time because it's cluttered and disorganized and all of that and hire someone to come and work with you to get that space in order, learn the techniques and the tips and get the motivation to then work on your own in other areas of your home or your office. Another way that you can invest in education that will buy you time is by attending a carefully chosen conference or participating in a, a, a thoughtfully chosen online course that will help you develop skills and get better at key tasks that are part of your productive life. So whether that's something related to your work or a, a, an organization skill, time management skill, any of those sorts of things, it depends, again, what, what area where you feel like you need help choosing one carefully that's going to help you develop that skill, get better at it in the long run will buy you time as you become more efficient and more effective. And so I think investing in your education, uh, whether, whether it's a sp one of these areas or just to advance yourself in your career is always a good a good way to spend money to get yourself time to 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 spend on the things that matter most to you. As I thought about this, uh, you know, I realized most of us do not have unlimited amounts of money. Uh, each of us needs to decide for herself how and where to deploy the limited resources that we each have. Time, energy, attention, and of course, money are all finite resources. We all, most of us have a limited amount of each. And sometimes we have more time than money, but according to a study that was published by the National Academy of Sciences, and I'll put a link to a couple articles that talked about this because I thought it was interesting. This The study found that spending time, and I'm quoting from one of the articles that talked about it, spending money on time-saving services is linked to greater life satisfaction. So this study basically involved um, giving the participants a a certain amount of money and telling them go spend it on a time-saving service of your choice and then come back and report to us. And then another weekend they gave them the same amount of money and, and instructed them to spend it on, to buy something with it, an item, whatever they chose to buy with it. And after these two weekends, uh, the article says the subjects were asked how much positive emotion they experienced. And they wound up reporting better experiences when they bought back their time. And this article says that's because when you get your time back, you can spend it on things that actually matter to you. You no longer have to worry about the little things that add up in the day. So there is <laughs> are studies out there that show investing money, spending money on um, services or tools that save us time, that buy back time for us, uh, that results in greater life satisfaction than spending that same money on items, even things that we want. 
And so one way to get the money for investing in these services or tools that will help buy your time back is to think carefully about the items, the, the, the ways we're spending our money and realize that if we can divert money from whatever area, the things that we buy, maybe for me, it's I buy a lot of books, as my husband will tell you, maybe take some of that money and spend it on a service or a tool that will buy us time. In the long run, we're going to be more effective, more efficient, and happier with our lives if we are willing to do that. So those are some thoughts uh, that kind of are the counterpoint to the productivity for free episode. Here's some thoughts on how to spend a little money and buy our time so that we can focus our time, energy, and attention on the things that matter most to us. I'd be really interested in knowing what you think about this. What did I miss? Is there an area of your life where you could invest some money to buy some time back so that you could use it on things that matter more to you? Or what are some other areas where you'd already invest money to buy yourself time? Uh, Some things maybe that I didn't think of for this episode. I would love to hear from you, hear your thoughts on that. You can share those in the comments section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 368. Or you can post a comment or question in uh, on the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, uh, that'd be a great place for us to um, have this conversation and share ideas with each other uh, on ways that we can buy ourselves time for what matters most to us. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your comments, questions, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. If you enjoy this episode or the podcast in general, I would love it if you would help me out a little bit and help spread the word about the Productive Woman podcast and the community that we have. Tell a friend about this episode or any of the episodes that you've enjoyed. Most people are more likely to check out a podcast that's recommended by someone they know and trust. And so that's a way to um, sort of share this You can also share an episode using the social sharing buttons that appear on the show notes for each page. Uh, Up at the top, there's a way, a button that you can click to share a link to this episode or any episode that you've enjoyed. Uh, And you can share it right to your Facebook profile or to Twitter or various places like that. Another way you can maybe help spread the word a little bit, help more people find the Productive Woman podcast is to leave a review in Apple Podcasts or uh, whatever podcast platform you use to listen to it. Um, That, you know, people read those and when they're looking for a podcast to listen to. And if there's a, you know, comment or a review that resonates with them, they may check out the episode. I want to say a special thank you to a few people who have uh, left really kind reviews of the podcast recently. Uh, 
<laughs> all I have is usernames on these, but I think it's Patish K from the United States said, um, this is, and I'm quoting here, the best podcast regarding productivity by far for me. Ms. Laura has so much wisdom and knowledge. You can feel her sincerity and authenticity by the way she shares and talks about her topics and discussion. She researches, reads books, articles, and so much more to present each episode very well. You really have to listen to this podcast to know what I'm trying to say. And this person goes on to say, Ms. Laura, please don't stop recording. You're an inspiration to me. I want to be like you when I grow up. Uh, ha ha. Um, here's my bad French. Un femme d'une certaine age, a woman of a certain age. Uh, she says, you're making a difference in this world. I hope I can be one too. God bless you and your family. Well, thank you so much for those kind words. I, uh, I appreciate that you value the, the work that I put into putting these episodes out. And I'm sure you are making a difference in the world. Redshift 8 also from the United States, left a review saying, I'm very grateful for Laura and the TPW podcast. I'm currently on episode 120 and determined to get to the current episode. The podcasts are very useful to me. Laura truly provides helpful tips and encouragement in managing life, stress, and stuff. I love her insights on creating a life that matters. I look up to Laura as a role model. I value the practical tips that she and her guests provide. Listening to the TPW podcast has been part of my life. I listen to TPW during my daily walks and while doing chores, cooking and folding clothes. Laura, thank you very much for investing time, energy, and resources in creating the TPW podcast. Well, thank you, Redshift 8. Um, I'm honored. I, I really am. I appreciate those kind words. And it, it is my pleasure and my privilege to produce this podcast every week. Uh, Elmi, also from the United States, says, I feel like a lot of productivity content is about checking things off a list and adding more to your day. This offers an even-handed and holistic approach with a recognition of the different motivators people have when they come to productivity, such as feeling calmer, carving out time for loved ones, uh, or hobbies, etc. Um, that's what I'm trying to do. So thank you for that. And finally, GL Duke from the United States says, Laura's episodes are full of wisdom. I'm a better leader because of her thoughtful and well-researched topics. Again, all of you, thank you so much for those words. I appreciate hearing the feedback. Uh, it helps me know if I'm, you know, on track. And that's why I like to hear from you all. Uh, remember to go to calm.com slash TPW to learn more about how calm might help you take care of your mind and get to sleep if that's an issue for you. Uh, and also to get that special limited time offer of 40% off the calm premium subscription. That's calm, C-A-L-M.com slash TPW for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. And thank you so much to Calm for supporting the Productive Woman podcast. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. I tried to keep it short, so I'm not taking up a lot of your time. But thank you so much for spending this time with me. I, I don't take that for granted. I appreciate it very much. I hope you felt like it was time well spent and that you found something in the episode that is helpful to you. I look forward to hearing from you and to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, 
extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter. Mm -hmm.